Hey guys, I'm Bobby. I'm Nathan. And this could be a podcast. No, it's just that. What are you gonna do? What do you mean? Yeah, we get it. What are you gonna do? Just stop. Stop what? Living. Or I mean, or just like go out for a pack of smokes and never come back. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I do think that's that as prevalent as the going out and getting a pack of smokes and never coming right. back. I mean, that was a pretty clear indication of someone not happy. Being I wonder how much that is, though. I don't know. Going out for a pack of smokes and not coming yeah. back. There, there's, there was a in that book I read. What was it called? The Four Winds? Not the Four Winds. But it was like took place during uh, the Dust Bowl, mm-hmm. and guy just left. Yeah, right. I I can't imagine it. Uh, Let's see what Reddit has to say. How did going for a pack of smokes become the universal phrase for a man of the house leaving for good? Um, Because it's Reddit. I mean, this is like Wikipedia. We're going to get perfect exact answers. Yeah. Uh, The earliest attribution that I can find is the story of Bud Abbott's uh, of the comic duo Abbott and Costello's sister's husband walking out on this line, allegedly. Okay, Hmm. cool. So an Abbott and Costello bit. That makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's what popularized it. That's what popularized it. And then it, it was just it, hit, it was thing. it was in mass media. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, early on, early mass media. Sure. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed Masscom. Come on. Mass-com? I enjoyed. Yeah, that was the name of the course. I think that was uh, that was like a freshman year course. Masscom. Intro, intro to mass communication. Hmm. Yeah. It was it was interesting. I do think it's something where people don't really take into account how much media and the way that media is delivered like affects your day-to-day life whether you even watch sure. it or not like and it would like this last year has been a good example there we have had a really diverse group of people like living a different life basically there have been people that have been hunkered down and not have seen you know, have <laughs> right. daylight right right you know and their only interpretation of the outside world has been through television right and then there's the complete opposite end of that spectrum where people have just said, fuck it, I don't care. I'm going to live my life the um, way I've been living forever. They don't always to be Southern, but I see what you're saying. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, then there's everything in between. Sure. And that more so than, you know, two years ago at this time, we didn't have, I mean, it was politically divided that way, but it wasn't really like everyday living divided yeah. that way. Right. But No, I think it, it's interesting for me, the amount of people who have taken like COVID protocols as a new character trait uh, this is this is who i am now yeah and for them to give that up <clears throat> and they're gonna have to give it up eventually it's interesting because it, you're, you're you did hit the nail on the head it it's become a part of their person Personal. yeah because it was politicized and and politics is so personal to some people for some fucking reason i right like because i'm a democrat or a republican that's who i am at a as a person as a core so all the fundamental <laughs> traits of right. those whatever ideologies are like that's the things i hold to be true mm-hmm. and waver never at, if at all right 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 yeah. and it's i think that's the, i think you can give that same blanket statement for both sides sure which, yes i mean but so yeah when it becomes this is who i am like when you're exactly walking through a grocery store and you see somebody without a mask that you're personally offended or or vice right. versa or you're right. walking through without a mask and you see someone with a mask and you're like that fucking sheep sure you know? 
Or like the people like putting on like getting decals. I mean, this how much is this is actually a thing versus like just Reddit. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing pictures on Reddit of people putting decals all over the truck. You know, it's uh, of what of like you know, you know, your mask isn't bullshit or you know you know anti masking anti mm-hmm. you know COVID lockdown stuff blah blah blah. But you know, like a guy I remember he like uh, there was one on his trailer hitch. Mm-hmm. He just had a bunch of masks like that. You know, he'd find on the side of the, I mean, just like. Well, I just hang him up on it on his his hitch. I remember coming when this first started coming out. I was like, I didn't call any of this stuff happening, but I did call the fact that like there's going to be so many masks on the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's and no one's going to care about it. There's no no one's going to care about the just I'm done with this in the parking lot. And that's I mean, that's bad. Uh, I got to say this. Uh, We were covering a a hockey game Mm -hmm. and there was a gal in the crowd right Mm -hmm. next to me. And she was wearing her mask, mm-hmm. and but on it was printed "government mandated muzzle." Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, well, that's because what some uh, people think it is, right?" I mean, and that's again where it becomes it's it's highly politicized. Which any politician that tells you it's not politicized is ridiculous, right? No, it's it's you. been it's been overly p- politicized, and it's just not. I I don't know, like how how do we walk that back? How do we get back to a sense of normalcy and understanding a what is a rational idea rational fact mm-hmm. and what well, is and what and what is something that needs to be questioned and and, and push and you, you should be questioning a lot of stuff we should also be you, you shouldn't you should never like listen to a politician and say a hundred percent look at what's happened with cuomo i mean the 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 simple fact that, like, the guy that they gave a fucking Emmy to because he was right. doing such a great that's job, a great job. communicating in press conferences yeah. that's under in, under informing about the number of uh, people that were dying in elderly homes, <laughs> yeah. and then they're going to throw on top of it and um, that he, like, he's basically being me too'd right now. Yeah, but, right. Um, but again, it's like, it's quickly as those people are, you're praising them, you can quickly see an example of why they're lying to you all the time. So, yeah. I don't. I don't think any politician is telling you the truth. I don't think, I think there's only money to be made for people like Fauci and Bill Gates. And so if there's only money to be made, then there's, then anything's on the table to be done. I don't even care. It doesn't even matter what your intentions are. Sure. If there's money to be made, then anything's on the table. Yeah. Now, how nefarious you want to be or just how like, um, how opportunistic you want to be, you know, yeah. then that's, it's the difference between like, uh, being a cheater or a shrewd, shrewd player, you sure. know, like right. I was just watching the South Park episode where um, S- Cartman is t- trying to teach a group of kids. They're doing a very odd uh, standby or stand and deliver uh, analogy. They're doing like a mocking. Not stand by me, stand and deliver. Stand and deliver. Yeah. the, the With Edward James almost. Yeah. The teacher okay. that teaches. Okay. Yeah. In like 2009, they decided like, here's what, here's what America <laughs> needs. We need Cartman to be Edward James almost in stand and deliver. <laughs> It's it. I remember when the first time I saw because we saw that movie in in grade school. Yeah, and that's the only reason I knew what reference <laughs> they were going at. And I'm like, I told my wife, I was like, Have you ever seen the movie Stand and Deliver? And she's like, No. And I'm like, So you'd watch this thing, and you'd be yeah, like, I have, yeah, no, I have idea no idea what the fuck he's doing. This is not. I have no idea about the classic 19, uh, 1981 or something like that. I mean, maybe eighty three, something like that in that you know, ballpark. James Holmes and uh, Lou Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond Phillips, yeah. And I was like, eventually I told my wife, I was like, have you ever seen Dangerous Minds? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, it's Dangerous okay, it's Minds. Dangerous with Minds. Before Dangerous Minds. <laughs> yeah. Was this? With a lot less poetry 
I, yeah, but I think. so, but in in that episode of South Park, they talk about Bill Belichick being a cheater, and the reason why he's not considered a cheater is because he won, right? Because that's just being savvy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interpreting the rules differently. So if you get caught, you're a cheater, and you're and that's bad. Sure. But if you cheat and you win, then you're savvy. So again, like however you want to play that out, like yeah. people have made money on this, and you don't even have to give specific people's names, but people have made money on this thing happening. Right. So there's definitely intent or like a desire to have a certain outcome. See, I, yeah. I don't know about that. There, there was a really- You're, you're going to say that no one's made money off this thing? Oh, I mean, there's been all kinds of money right. being made hand over fist. So then therefore, once that's I'm not going to speak directly to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Or, They've made money. Or Anthony Fauci. Having- Oh, uh, yeah. Fauci's, uh, I think it's, I think it's like, Moderna he has he ties owns, to. Yeah. yeah, he owns stock or something. Yeah. It, my thing, I've, yeah. So there's uh, money to be made. I heard this the other day, and, I, and, <laughs> and it I, doesn't matter. And I thought it was really interesting. Okay. About people, just you have to follow the CDC guidelines. Okay. If you do not follow the CDC guidelines, you are a horrible person. Going back into that identity, <clears throat> it was like, hold on, you ever cook a, you ever have a medium rare steak? Do you mm-hmm. ever have a runny yolk? Mm-hmm. You're not following the CDC guidelines. So, Correct. so Correct. The, the number like people need to hear that and be like, well, okay, we don't need to follow absolutely everything to a T. Like, I mean, this is this if is, it was the CDC had anything to do with it, you know, you're not going on vacation until you, ever, never. Um, you're you're, you're going to be wearing a mask until 2025. You know, it's, yeah, that's yeah, and that's that's uh, lockstep with what. Fauci right. and Bill Gates are saying as well, like they're right. they're doing all the same things. They're they're, they're operating they're off the same script. Overly, overly, overly cautious. No, they're no. It's they're, a, no, it's they're, a form of control, and I get I get yeah. what you're saying. Like the overly they're, cautious is a way to like save your ass. But no, no. I mean, well, but when you have when you have people, this is, to, the, this is the only this is the only way to ever like survive. This is is to. I mean, hey, listen. Survive the only way to the only way to survive anything is to be covered in bubble wrap and head you know, head to toe. And then why get the vaccine? Right. No, exactly. I mean, th- right, I mean, because if you can if you can get the vaccine, and this is from Fauci. This is what he said. But like, if you get the vaccine, you can still get the you can still get COVID. And if you still right. get if you get the vaccine, you can still get COVID, and you can still transmit COVID. So I don't understand right. why you get because even after and this is what he said too is if you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask because you can still transmit it. Right. It's like, well, then what's, what's the fucking the point? point? Right. Does it? Is it a thing that makes you feel good? And yeah. that's the thing. That is what I do think is happening with people. It the, makes people the numbers, feel good. The numbers on the vaccine say that it's not going to kill you. You're going you're gonna to get COVID. I think the Johnson & Johnson one that just came out was the one that said 100% you won't die from it. Yeah. But that's that. No, that's the Moderna or the Pfizer Moderna, one. Yeah, Moderna and the Pfizer one. Is they didn't like, say it was hundred percent. The top, the top, their top mm-hmm. level. Like, is this going to kill you? Is, but it also came out too, though, that yeah. the 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 additional deaths that we had this year. I mean, the average age sure. of that was seventy nine point five. Yeah. So you're not. I mean, you're looking at people again. This is my whole thing with the entire thing. These are people that are susceptible to anything. Right. And when you have something like with the flu numbers from October until February being 165 hospitalized flu <laughs> right. flu uh, uh, patients yeah. versus 440,000 from the year previous. Before. Right. That's that, crazy. That's insanity. And yeah. then you, we shouldn't just watch it. And that those are CDC numbers being broadcast on ABC. Right. And people just gloss over it and it's like, well, that's that's a good thing. I mean, well, at least the flu didn't hit us this year. That, I mean, that would really be bad if that one hurt us. It's like, no. I mean, there's obviously yeah. manipulation of yeah, numbers going sure. on. And I think we go back to like the Wall Street bets thing. I mean, that's a good example of 
something being manipulated and only a fringe group of people caring about why it's being manipulated. Yeah, sure. And then there's a majority of people that are just like, they're just spectators, basically. Well, they what just was don't the, have time. What was the uh, non-player? Um, and n- non-playable character. Non-playable character. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, people use that as an insult as well. You're just an, uh, no, you're just an NPC, man. I think there's a lot of people like that. <laughs> right. I mean, I really do. I mean, for whatever, you know, the internet meme. In your life. In the, in, hopefully in their lives they don't see themselves as an NPC. But, I don't know. It's, are people being lied to on a daily basis? Yeah, sure. Well, do you, like. From the government, yeah. Do you sure. believe propaganda exists? Yeah, of course I do. Okay. Do you think that major news networks promote propaganda? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I mean, I. No. I didn't expect that answer. No, I think everybody, like, I think the state of news has never been a hundred percent accurate, a hundred percent truthful. Mm-hmm. And that like, that's like <clears throat> from the beginning of time, like there's always been agendas. I, I think it's, it's easier to call it out today. So I guess going back into going back to like the identities of people, you know, let's try to tie it back. Right. Yeah. So when people hold their identity to a news source, and again, I think both sides do it, you know, <laughs> right. where, right. The Fox News, conservative, Republican, and then the liberal, uh, Democrat, CNN, MSNBC watcher. Sure. They they assign value to the personalities telling them information on the television. Yeah. They think that the people are really good people that are telling them those information. The, the truth. This, right. Right. And the truth is derived from their comfort with those people as personalities. Right. right. When they've never met those people. And like, and I, think, I think you right. and I share this. That like, I would never, ever defend somebody especially a celebrity or like a public figure right that i've never met before it doesn't make any sense no why would you especially with this whole like the whole me too shit coming out and everything that that's happened i mean yeah. it's like anybody and everybody was on you know on the on the radar of anything happening. sure i you mean know? it's weird people get that that t- cuss, you know the taste of power you know well and, and they, it, and it, and it they, doesn't and even really matter like how like true any of those situations are it's just like once it comes out where oh, you're yeah. like you know oh uh i really like louis ck i still like louis ck saw him after all the shit happened but it's like sure um do i for one second think that louis ck is like uh completely innocent or um infallible to do anything wrong absolutely not <laughs> no. i don't know the man at yeah, all you listen to half his stand-up well and that's why my whole like little take on that was like is it shocking that he masturbated in front of anybody? He talked about it all the time. Right. All the time. It's not, it was more shocking that Bill Bill Cosby was date raping women for 35, 40 years. Like, yeah. that was, that was the one I didn't see coming. He had a good, yeah, he had a good run. Well, but, but again, like. It's not in the movies. If I, if it ever came out that like, well, just give two examples, Bill O'Reilly or Anderson Cooper just being complete assholes, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah. you can. Totally, totally see, see that. that. Why wouldn't? Yeah, that would oh, only no. make sense. Anderson Cooper, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's gay. He, 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 there's no way he could be an asshole. He's a good guy. It's like, well, that's not okay. He can still be an asshole, by the way. Right. And the same thing with Bill O'Reilly, or name any conservative pundit you want. But it's again the the, the amount of people, and I think it's way over, like the majority for each side that look at those people and they're like, I would I would just love to have a beer with them. I would love to, oh, I, I think we'd be friends. That's the whole kind of mentality. Who, what celebrity would you think that you would be friends with? 
celebrity that I think I'd be friends with. Yeah. See, that's where I, it's only a hope. And that's where yeah. we've kind of talked about it a little bit before. Yeah, I don't remember. My, Did you have a... Yeah, it was like Matt Stone and Trey Parker and then Fred Armisen. And then I would hope, I would hope I would not make a fool of myself, but... Yeah, that's a... But again, it's a, like, what what do you expect out of the situation? <laughs> do I want to like swap numbers and be friends and like text back and forth and all that shit? Like, no, let's... Just hang out for an evening? I, I feel like... Go I, to East Dubuque with Michael Boatman? <laughs> I feel I've met a number of my like I I know I've told you the story about meeting Johnny Knoxville and Steve O in a back yeah. alley in Hollywood. Yeah. And at that time, I bet that was like the closest to meeting a celebrity that I would want to like like me, basically. Like so when <laughs> sure. I ran into them yeah. and I was in again, it was just them at like ten o'clock in the morning eating sandwiches and polishing off a thirty pack of Budweiser <laughs> in the back alley of this sandwich shop. And I really wanted, yeah, I really wanted to be like, well, come and just hang out with us for the rest of the day. That kind of situation, yeah. you know? That'd be a fun little... And Have you daydreamed about that, Bobby? No, in the moment I did, for sure. Yeah. In the moment, that was the exact desire. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, if we could do this, yes. And yeah. then when I think I wanted to give them a, a, a demo, a demo CD, yeah. and... It was getting like, what? What are you also? What are you guys gonna do? Like, I got a demo CD. I, if I could give it to you guys, it'd be great. And I ran in my car and got. And by the time I got back, they were gone. So that only makes sense because oh. that's that's the world. I mean, they don't want it. They don't want to be bought. They're sitting in the back alley of a sandwich shop for a reason. Right. Like, right. I'm I walking to Seven Eleven to get coffee and you know breakfast. I don't. I still. I can't. I can't imagine. I don't understand people. I just don't. And their clan. You know, their need to be see a celebrity and talk to a celebrity. I don't get it. I cannot understand it. I can't fathom it. You you would if you were ever honest with who you would actually want to see. I mean, I don't think you, I don't think I don't know. Like you're telling me if you know I give right, XYZ no, person that you really like that you Christian Bale. Christian Bale? Christopher Nolan. Let's say Christopher Nolan is getting drinks at a bar and yeah. he's he's he you're sitting down already. You're sitting down. And you are drinking. You're actually with a group of friends. Christopher Nolan by right. himself comes up and sits down right next to you, to your right. Okay, nobody else around you. <laughs> right. Nobody else around him. Right. He's just drinking, and then you look over at one point, and you're like, "Oh, I'm pretty sure that's Christopher Nolan." Yeah. You don't say anything to him. You don't say like, "Hey, I really, I, I really appreciate I think, your work." No, no, I, I think that's. I'm not going to seek him out. What you no, just, but th- that's, I think you just described the perfect moment in the, like right. celebrity interactions mm-hmm. and just you know well in my uh, in my steve-o and johnny knoxville situation i think that's, I, a, that's a pretty good i literally turn i recognized johnny knoxville's voice before i turned the corner yeah. i was again i wasn't going to that alley because i knew they were there right i was going to the 7-eleven to get coffee get drugs and oh. <laughs> and breakfast yeah technically getting get breakfast coffee and a breakfast oh they got nice little bit breakfast sandwiches there i think i was eating uh like a power what? bars at the time what is this like a cliff bar what are you doing with your life? I think I was getting like a Cliff Bar and maybe Red Bull. God, and, uh, this sounds horrible. Red Bull and orange juice. I this sounds horrible. Oh, Red Bull and orange juice is a good little, good little this way to start is your a day. Whole, like, But anyway, okay. in that situation though, I turned the corner and all of a sudden was like, "Oh, well, here oh, hey. us three are just you know, cosmic stars aligning here." Sure. And I feel that was the I mean, granted. I was twenty. I was twenty. I was probably twenty yeah. at the time. Yeah. So I was like, well. I have a demo. This is why I'm out here. Here you go. Like, can I run and grab it to you or give it to you? 
and again, in retrospect, it's like, did you say that to them? What? Did you say that to them? Yeah, I was like, hey, guys, I have a demo. You guys mind if I just get, you know, run out and grab it and just give it to them? And they said, fuck that. No, they were like, "Uh, sure, whatever, man. And then by the time I got back, it was. Define how long it took you. Uh, I think I went to 7 Eleven. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm remembering it now. Hold on. So I. Changing your story quite a bit. No, I'm not. Because here's what I did. So I did. I played it cool. Yeah. The first, so I walked by them. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm just remembering this. this was fucking 15, 16 years ago. Sure. Now. Okay. Right. So I heard their voice. I heard Johnny Knoxville's voice. I recognized him. Yeah. And as I was walking by, I played it cool. And I was like, I'm going to 7 Eleven. I'm like, I don't even have to, not even yeah. going to acknowledge that you're there. Right. So I get myself at 7 Eleven. I take the same route back. And then when I'm on the way back, I'm like, if they're there, I'm going to say something. And then yeah. that's when I did say something. I was like, I like, wait, I was like, big fan of the show. Love it. Love it, guys. And they're like, oh, thanks, man. Blah, blah, blah. And then I was like, I have a demo. You guys mind if I just give it? And they're like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then. And then you ran to your I car. I ran to my car. Did well, I didn't sprint? run. I didn't run to my car. My car was get, close. That's like not we're talking cool. like We're talking like. Half a two block? blocks. Oh, two blocks. Of, of total. Of total like for me walking from my apartment to seven eleven was maybe, maybe two blocks. Okay. And so I would see them at the one block like uh, okay. point. So I was probably a block away from my car. So I walked and walked back and they were gone. But they said fuck this. They probably said fuck you guys, this. You guys, but I do remember Steve, you don't give a shit, do you? No. But but in this situation, though, you wouldn't say anything to Christopher. I, I, I can understand yeah. asking something from a yeah. celebrity because I mean that's no one wants. Can that. I get a picture? No. Um, I like. Would I? I'd try to find an in or something. You wouldn't even have to in that situation I just described. It's like you're in the back alley of a fucking sandwich. No, spot. I mean like if, you're if, if in... I'm sitting there quietly next to a dude, I'm gonna wait for something to organically happen. You're to with, strike up a conversation. You're with a bunch of people. He's sitting there alone, alone by himself. But he's right next to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, yeah. He chose to sit right next to you. Yeah. You I, didn't choose to sit I, next I'm to him. I'm just saying, I'm not just going to say, just turn to him and say, hey, by the way, I love your work. I don't, it's, what, what, what's, what's what he going to say? What in are you looking Thank for? Thank you. Well, then what in are you looking for? I, mean, I don't know. Well, come on, we got a podcast. Or what? like, it might be something like, I'm, I'm going to order a drink and then say, Maybe try to tailor it maybe a little bit toward what is he. Now, what are you drinking? Okay. Next so you're going to play like you don't even know who he is? I'm I'm just, I will like, you know, he's <laughs> like, actually, you know, I'm in, blah, blah, blah. open up the door a little bit. I'm like, oh, hey, awesome thing. Hey, by the way, Interstellar, great. And <laughs> that's it. You know. <laughs> all your other stuff. See, yeah. All the other stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of what you've been doing with time and movies. Like, I don't even know <laughs> what to say. I don't have anything good to say. I'd rather just talk to you about whatever. I'd rather talk about anything other than his career. But I would say most most people could not recognize Christopher Nolan like in a situation. I might like, ask about like when he got a uh, foot stepped on by Will Smith's horse, but that's about it. That'd be a good like. I have a question for Shaq when I meet him. You know, I'm like, has your Oscar Slaughter's ever like roared up and really hurt? You know? Yeah. And then he'll like. No one's ever asked me that question before. No one talks to me about my Goldschlager uh, disease. Uh, Goldschlager's disease. No one ever talks to me about it. I'm like, well, here, I, here I am, looking up at you, and we're talking about it. Yeah, I got it too, by the way. But <laughs> I do think, I do think, if you throw them off, I mean, so much similar to our Dwyer Brown cameo situation. Like, mm. I would, I would hope that Dwyer Brown, when he goes to do cameo, he's like, what about those one fucking guys that 
<laughs> right. Ask me that question. How many more cameos has he gotten? Hmm. I I think that it's. Uh, but when you when you're yeah. meeting somebody, you can throw it out there. Like again, if you want to ask Christopher Nolan, what? throw it out. Like how was it getting your foot stepped on by Will Smith's horse? <laughs> right. And then that that's how you start it up. I would imagine. I would hope. I would hope that they have enough sense of humor to be like, it fucking hurt, man. Like or something. Yeah. You know, where it's not just the normal. Because they get that all the time. They get sure. the people asking them for things <laughs> exactly. and telling them I, how good right. they are I don't, like, I don't I don't understand why anybody would ask that. Like, ask hey, what? Like for money or, hey, I've oh, got wow. this really great idea. I don't think or, people ask hey, for Or, hey, here's my demo. <laughs> well, I said, can you're I give hustling. you my demo? You're hustling. Of you're course. hustling. And well, it was like, LA. That's, I mean, you're hustling in LA. Do you know how many stories are right. like that? I mean, yeah, that's a hundred. I, I get that. I was this close to it being... I I handed my demo off to Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O and then they just took it and ran with it yeah. and that's how my that's the day my life changed. <laughs> now that, I'm soaking it up in a hot tub right. of a soulmate. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no, that's not how the story ended. So No. But it was that close though to be so that. close. No, they the second they you turned the corner they said, We gotta get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. Let's get get going before this kid gives us a bullshit C D. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure that's. <laughs> I'm sure it's exactly how it went down. I God, I cannot listen to some garbage right now. I just can't. Mm-hmm. And not saying that your stuff's garbage because it's good. You're well, good. Thanks. I you really know. appreciate. I feel the sincerity. Oh well, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I I would not have. Uh, I. Uh, I'm I'm happy the way that it did happen. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Oh right. I mean again because right. you're. I was hustling. I was trying to. You're hustling. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that. I, and it's different than if I run into them now. Right. Yeah. What are, gonna, gonna what, are you, what are you going to do now? I mean. It took us how many years for me to show you at least one song I've written? Right. Yeah. yeah. You're ready to just hand it off to Johnny Knoxville at the drop of a hat. Well, you're not going to sprint to your car to go get it. But, I did not sprint. No. No. I mean, you could have sprinted there and then walked back and get, caught your breath a little bit. Mm-mm. It would. I wonder if they thought it would, maybe thought it would be funny if. As soon as they said, yeah, sure, I just bolted and took off. <laughs> just drop your shit. And just... <laughs> <laughs> time me. If I said, like, time me, and I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. See? Okay, all right. Start watch. Time me. Here we go. And I'm really fast, too. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I'm really good at singer, songwriter, and I'm really fast. Mm-hmm. Watch me go. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the mistakes you make when you're 20, whatever. Right. Uh, I don't know about that. What? What mistakes did you make when you were 20? Um, when you were a young adolescent? Well, oh, this is good. This is my, that was a mistake of mine. Yeah, I don't know. I mean... Again, nothing. You'd been I knocked nothing my wrong. wife up, so there's that. Was that a mistake? <laughs> no. Okay. Well... Were you 20 when, when uh, yep. you guys got pregnant? Yep. Yeah, okay. I'm doing that. I mean, I was almost now. 21. Almost 21? So yeah. you couldn't even legally drink when... Nope. You knocked up your wife. Nope. Hmm. Then I decided to commit to this one woman for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what kind of led to the podcast. <laughs> and here, and here, I mean, honestly, what are we at? We're at, uh, I got to do the math here. We're at 16 years. I was going to say, your Almost, oldest it'll just be turned. Seven, it'll be 17. Yeah. yeah. When did you guys get married after you guys found out you got knocked up? Mm, so we found out in late May. It was June, early June. Early June. Okay. And we got married in November. So No shit. Yeah. That's a quick. Oh, yeah. So oh, I yeah. wasn't at your wedding. No. I don't even know if I was I, invited. I, uh, I resent that, by the way. 
I, that I wasn't invited. I know you yeah, should be right. You should resent that. That's something you should take up with your wife. I, I'm surprised for she the listeners. I, I went to high school with Nathan's wife. Yeah, we were in our same group of friends, and yeah. Anyway, so I theoretically could have been invited. I think I think your wife was there, right? Yeah, yeah my wife, and also yeah, my wife and I went to high school together as well. Yeah, good friends with. I I just I had did not go to your high school. Nathan's the only one in this whole <laughs> in the whole couple situation that did not go to our high school. I did not so. go to your high school. No, I went to a small, mm-hmm. very, very small school. So small. how many people went to your wedding? Because that's, I mean, uh, even just logistically. Uh, hundreds. I mean. No shit. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you guys get married? Oh, we got married at Resurrection. At a, yeah. At a church. In, in at the, the church. Town. Our church, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's an incredible turnaround. Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. I mean, because I can understand like a, it was us and then, you know, two witnesses getting married. You know, that, sure. that quick turnaround. Yes. I yeah. Mean, yeah. No, we uh, put our nose to the grindstone and go, went through all the, the pre-canon, uh, all the uh, pre-marriage. Oh, really? Stuff. All the like yeah, religious like, stuff? Yeah. Wow. It was great. What did, <laughs> and we can change the subject if you yeah. don't want to, but like, how did the church handle like the, not shotgun nature of the wedding, but the shotgun nature of the wedding? Like our priest didn't really particularly like it. Okay. So when you go through the marriage counseling, mm-hmm. pre-marriage counseling. Like you go through and like do a compatibility quiz. Okay. <laughs> and he looked at it and he like uh looked oh, went through your scores and everything and honestly, this has annulment written all <laughs> over it. Really? <laughs> yeah, he fucking said that to us. What? And I'm like, uh were, do you remember any of the questions? Uh no. No. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean it's like your standard, you know, compatibility like just interest? Yeah. I mean, I've well, never taken I mean, a combati- compatibility like, test. You never did? No. We did in high school. Once. Yeah, me and... No, the... Only that one time I was uh, tricked by the Scientology people in LA. But... Yeah, so I mean, just like, hey, you know, what's your you know values on this and that and blah, blah, blah. Okay. I, I mean... So your values are just way off? I don't remember. Yeah, I guess. That and she was pregnant. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, that's... That's, he was waiting it. Uh, yeah. Waiting the outcome based yeah, on that. Well, like, yeah. Well, because, I mean, statistically, I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot sure. of- Sure. Oh, yeah. You know, the- Is there a term? I mean- As far as- I I, I feel like- Like outside like, pressures. Like I, I'm shotgun trying... wedding seems offensive when it's- Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I yeah. was wondering if there's a term that you prefer- Oh, uh, besides shotgun wedding? A quickie? Or no. A, I'm- eh, no. Or a- I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if there's- a rushed marriage? I don't know. That's a good question. They all sound know. bad. They do. Or, sound, I mean, they, well, it's not. They all sound like they there was an outside force. How about that? <laughs> right, right. Outside of you, yes. just yeah. Like, a happy yeah. accident. Let's just go a with happy it. Happy accident just, marriage. And we just you just go with it. You just roll. You roll with the punches. It's life. Now, see, that's an interesting little concept of like the rolling with the punches of life. Yeah. Like, what are you gonna do? Just get bogged down and just fucking hate everything. You know, I, I think a lot of sit, people do. Just sit there and wallow and just, oh my God, I could have taken state. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be Uncle people. Rico. Nobody nobody should want to be Uncle Rico. And if you hear anything that sounds like Uncle Rico, you should really do some self-evaluation. Mm-hmm. But, but that's me. I'm a, just a dude. You are just a dude. Um, but I do think like, I think people can point to like specific mistakes that they make in their life. I mean, and people do it. I mean, people right. make mistakes all the time, which is going back to like this yeah. whole initial part of this conversation of like, the infallibility of one side versus another politically yes, yeah. when handling something like COVID or anything like this. Right. Like you're not 
you're never a hundred percent right. You're never nobody is a, ever a hundred percent correct. And that we yeah. do live in an era where there's this coalition of people, and it's ebbs and flows, and it's this amorphous blob that changes all the time. But they just believe they're absolutely right, and they can fucking take anybody down at any point in time. They yeah. can point the the woke gun at anybody as long as it's not pointed at them. It's all good, right? So it's 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 again like right. I think it's ridiculous to judge people that have long since been dead of their past failures, <laughs> like or like things they didn't do right. You know, because pull it up uh, John Wayne's uh, super old interview with Playboy magazine and mm-hmm. saying we need to not have John Wayne Airport because, you know, he said things. I don't remember. I think it was about uh, race and yeah. and you know just much like Louis C.K. jerking off in front of people. It's not going to be shocking that John Wayne said some. You know, something <laughs> something racist. racist in an interview. <laughs> yeah. At any point in time. Yeah. Right. Now, do I think it's ridiculous that there's an airport named after John Wayne? Sure. But like, wh- what's what's I the mean, battle or yeah. what's what's the victory won by it not being yeah. named it that anymore? Like, well, there's oh, so many other people who are much more important, who contribute to society so much more. That need an airport named after them. Yeah. Because one of the highest prestiges that you can have as a person is be- having an airport named after you. I mean, hmm, the Robert Schramm Airport. Yeah, the airport I wouldn't even fly into. <laughs> <laughs> it's really an airfield. Right, it's just <laughs> it's my backyard. If you land in my backyard, <laughs> that'd be difficult. Mm-hmm. It'd be difficult to land a whirly bird in your backyard, mm-hmm. man. I had yeah. a hard time landing my drone in my backyard. Ugh. Let alone you guys. But anyway, going back to like, to yeah. like judging people on their mistakes or like, sure. Um, I mean, everyone makes mistakes and like how yeah. you handle those mistakes or how yeah. you like deal with those mistakes, I think is a life that's kind of the lifelong battle that people have to deal with. And some people, sure. some people do handle them. Differently. I mean, myself, I know like I can look at mistakes I've made and there were times in my life where I was um, much more, you know, kind of Uncle Rico about it. Like, oh man, if, yeah. if, if only this would have been different than this would have happened. <sighs> yeah. And then learning how to, see like if this didn't happen if that did happen then maybe this wouldn't have happened i mean right you can't be living you can't be living your life the way that it is now and then say man i wish something sub- substantially different happened but uh, yeah. and i'd still end up in the same place well and it's also recognizing when you're happy i know that that's a big thing with with people in life like yeah you're not happy no i i am happy yeah <laughs> no i mean i'm i'm very happy right now um good but if you but i think a hard part for people though and i I do think it's a lot of people part of being happy is recognizing when you are happy Mm. i do know it's happened to me enough in my life where realizing the good times when you're in them is a really important thing it's it's difficult it is that's something a lot of people don't do because I mean, they don't know what you got till it's gone. Right. Type of sentiment. Paid paradise. Yeah. Put a parking lot. Mm-hmm. But that, that that does lead into understanding like why certain things happen. Because again, like as much as I have problems with COVID and the way that it was handled and mm-hmm. the way that sure. the life is, last year, you know, knock on wood, was really good. We had a pretty solid year. Pretty solid year, and hopefully it continues. You know. Yeah. But it's you know, and there was a number of things that kind of like there were really positive things that came out of a overall shitty situation mm-hmm. which ultimately i would probably rather just not i would probably rather it not happen at all like yeah you know even though the the gains in my life were better yeah for it i'd probably rather just not have those things happen yeah like my dad died yeah 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I hope like it wasn't because of no, my oh, no, gains was, in life. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't COVID either, but it was just, uh, yeah. No, I think we had a really solid year. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, just because, you know, our work has picked up just because people understand that you need to have, uh, you know, video production is 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 needed mm-hmm. and talent is needed and content uh, is needed content is mm-hmm. needed so I mean, i've enjoyed the hell out of that yeah but it's like if we it, it's i guess my point of this whole thing is to say that like, it's because something shitty happened something sure. that i don't agree with like because yeah. again like you don't, we don't agree wanna, that covid exists no it's not that i don't agree that covid exists or not it's just that i don't trust anybody that's telling me what to do with covid because yeah. i've lived my life as about as normal as I possibly can. I mean, we go on vacations, we go places, we go to bars, yeah. we go to restaurants, we go to grocery stores, and knock on wood, like nothing happens. Yeah. And even if it has happened, then we're part of this special group of asymptomatic people, blah, blah, blah. Like it doesn't, it's not good podcasting for us to go back and forth no. on something we can't talk no. or can't tackle. But something that I don't agree with or something like a mistake what I would say is a mistake of how we've handled it, it has is. produced good results for oh, me. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. You just wish that Steve-O in Knoxville would have hung out. Maybe I'd be dead. I don't know. Oh, you think you would have gotten in a heroin? Know. I don't know. How much do you hate the movie Sliding Doors starring Gwyneth Paltrow? You're not gonna, we're not going to talk about Gwen Paltrow <laughs> on this fucking podcast. You don't want to talk about Sliding Doors? No, we're not, no. Did you enjoy that movie? No. she. I think she's one of the worst actresses I've ever she seen. She did a British accent for that movie. Come on. Okay, cool. We're not going to talk about Sliding Doors and Gwen Paltrow. No. No, that's what we're talking about, Uncle Rico. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Sliding Doors. No. It's interesting because she cut her hair. It, that's about <laughs> as good of acting as Gwyneth Paltrow can do. She cut her hair for this one. Um, I think she's a horrible actress. I think she's a horrible actress. Horrible actress? Because who's your mom? It's another oh, It's another I nepotism am, I thing. I have no idea. You and your nepotism. But, you got a real problem with it. Well, yeah, because it produces things like Gwyneth Paltrow and fucking Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's fine. In comparison to Gwyneth Paltrow, who he is. Yeah. She's she's a horrible actress. I can't I can't believe you're even like looking up to the ceiling and I'm, trying to I'm defend. Review, I'm reviewing her entire catalog. Anything I mean, look at the Iron Man movies she did. My god. It's tough to make Robert Downey Jr. look like an Academy Award winning actor. That was the best. That was a great onion uh video. Of what? It was uh, you know, you know, and a lot of audience members are really excited, hoping that this is the one time where Gwyneth Paltrow is going to get repeatedly punched in the face. Yeah, where she finally <laughs> dies. It's just like, yeah, I just, I hope like there's a scene where like Iron Man's fighting a guy and then like, then, you know, then Gwyneth Paltrow shows up and then, then they both just start just mercilessly beating her to death. Be great. That's what I'm wanting. This is what, that's, that's what, what I'm I, wanting. Yeah, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> so, cause I mean, I I got a minor in theater arts. Yeah. In, in brag college. much? Yeah, right. I went to <laughs> I went to the same school that uh, <laughs> Gene Wilder went to. So you could say I don't know <laughs> Tennessee Williams. You know, these are all just famous alums. You know, but um, but there's a difference between acting and reading lines. And I think a lot of I think a lot of movies nowadays have actors that just read lines. And a lot, of t- a lot of TV shows, because there's so much content. Going back to like the need for more and more content, yeah. there's there's a never-ending surplus of people that want to be famous. 
speaking right you know from someone that lived that life in their in their 20s sure you know there's no chasing that neon rainbow sure there's no there's no and there, there's an endless surplus of people that want to just step in front of the camera and do whatever is asked of them i mean have you seen my show <laughs> i have but you can agree, though, that, that inflection and like emotion and understanding yes. your character's perspective and all those things, like yeah. their desires, their intent, all those things are important to make a good actor or actress. Yeah. And when you have someone like Gwyneth Paltrow is a great example of someone to just, these are the lines on the page. She was given seven? I'm trying to think she here. She got her head cut off? I mean, she's not in seven a ton. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to like think of- She like, plays a good doting housewife that Brad Pitt comes back to like three times. A good Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm trying to like run through her catalog. And I'm can't. not even going to look up No, I, I'm not like, expecting you to. This is a- Like, we have to have a rule on this podcast of like, we're not going to talk about Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. We're not. We're not at all. No? No, because I think she's horrible. I think she's absolutely horrible. I'd say it to her face. So she's got a- She's got some relatives mm-hmm. that are famous. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to. You look don't even want to look. I want to. I don't even want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sneakily nope. convince you to look up Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> you don't bet anymore, do you? <laughs> I bet I can get you to bet. No, I don't. No, I just leave that for my for my uh, Wall Street bets mm-hmm. account. <laughs> but it, no, I'm not going to look it up because no, we okay. can do research off pod, and you can. <laughs> on my own. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares about no. Gwyneth Paltrow. That is one thing. If I did run into Gwyneth Paltrow, I'd be like, I, I think you're horrible in everything you do. Oh wow. Maybe I wouldn't. But yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> that's not very kind, Bobby. It isn't very kind. Speaking of being kind and just being a like a obligation, like kind being an obligation. Yeah. So I go to Starbucks a lot, and I go through the drive-through <laughs> like a lot. I do. Like a lot. I like like. Once a day, mm-hmm. yeah, probably. yeah. I mean, yeah, five times a week. You guys and your avocado toast get the fuck. We out don't know. We don't get avocado toast, but you got a rice cooker, don't you? There's no correlation between a rice cooker and avocado toast. I'm just letting you know. And for everyone out there that has a rice cooker, they understand the value that it brings to their household. Okay. <laughs> okay. No longer do you have to worry about rice being burnt because it's just there. I'm not cooking Anyways. rice. So this this thing's been happening. I've been wanting to talk about it because it's. This fucking yeah. we and it kind of ties into what we've been talking about a little bit. Where okay, just I'll be the judge of that. But go kind, on. kind of, kind of virtue signaling, but not really virtue signaling. Okay. But just like this. Um, so this thing that happens, and it's happened to me probably 10, 10 times, 10, 15 times. Okay, where the person in front of me in the drive-through line will pay for my drink. Right. Okay. And you know, the first time it happened, I was like, "Oh, that's really, that's really nice." Like. Uh, I guess I'll pay for the person behind me because now, like you, now you're dealing with the, the yeah. person that is in the drive-through window. They're like, "Hey, here you go." Uh, the person in front of you paid for it, and I'm like, "Okay, well, now what? Do now did they buy it for me, or did someone in front of them buy theirs?" Yeah. And then that was just like the chain reaction. Yeah. So I'm like, I guess I'll buy. I'll buy the people's behind me. I'll buy their drinks, and so I get a, like a drink that's like four bucks, and then yeah, and they're like, "Okay, the total will be twelve dollars." I'm like. Fuck. Like Right. Okay. Oh, here you go. And so I'm like What is this damn it, now I've just paid twelve dollars for a fucking coffee. <laughs> like and I know the good deeds there, but Yeah. Okay. So the next time it happened I was like, Well, can I just pay what I would have paid towards the people behind me? You know? Yeah. Like, put four dollars towards their thing. Yeah. Like so I can just pay for my drink, but also sure. show some good deed. 
foreign concept. They could not fucking understand. <laughs> well, well, uh, so because I get, I think I gave them like a ten dollar bill, and they're like, well, and there's again, theirs was like ten bucks behind me, yeah, and they're like, um, all right, so we're good, and I'm like, oh no, can I get? Can I get change back, please? Because like I just want to pay for. Ooh, that's a yeah. That want, that ain't gonna happen. I just want my. I want to pay my four dollars for theirs, and then like hey, that's nice too. Yeah. But every time it happens, I'm like, and the last time, the last time it did happen, I'm like, um, we've we have this now Starbucks where you, when you there's a double lane and you have to merge. All right. Yeah. So there's I w- I had put my time in to the line. Yeah. All right, and then the other lane was completely empty. And this asshole just kind of comes through like he's going to like probably bypass like three or four cars. Oh, geez. Four or five, including myself to like go into this merge lane. Now it's up to everybody to let them in. Right. Yeah. Right. So now it's like the first, you know, the first two cars in front of me, they're not letting them in because, again, they put their time in. There's no way that they need to let this person that just pulled up. And now it's on me. I'm like, am I going to be an asshole? And then just like, yeah. you know, play the the chicken game of like running in front of them and then just, you know, claiming my spot because they're bypassing yeah. me at least, you know, they're bypassing me in like the time I put into the drive through yeah. line. And so I'm like, no, just, just be, I'll be nice and just be chill, Bobby. And I'll let them, I'll let them in. And then, uh, and then at the, when I went up to get my coffee, they were like, oh, the person in front of you paid for it. I was like, cool. Thanks. My good deed was I let them in and now I don't have to pay for that fucking person at the end. <laughs> And I can just drive off. Yeah. And I've done, done like a deed. Yeah. No, I, I don't like, no, I don't think that this is a good idea. I don't. What? The whole paying for. It's like, weird. No. It's incredible obligation that you're putting on the next person. <laughs> right? And I get it. Like, then you're entering in like this karmic world of like, if I don't do this, am I, you know, am I setting myself up for some shit to happen to me later on? Which yeah. I'm like, well, that's a horrible burden to put on somebody when they haven't even had yeah. their coffee yet. Right. You know? No. No, I don't like that. I I remember what, maybe well, I don't remember if I've seen this actually happen. Or am I just making this up in my brain? Hmm. I, I I feel like there was one time where like my parents said, "Hey, people, like when we're actually in line inside of fast food place, mm-hmm. hey, these people, hey, come on up, you guys order whatever. It's on me." I th- Your parents said yeah, that. I want to. I don't know if that actually happened or not. Okay. I might just be making this up. Okay. But I'd rather do that. Well, than at least blindly yeah it's 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 really it has nothing to do with the person's intent of of buying it of buying the coffee yeah it's because they're again they're living in a world of like it's the obligation on mine i'm like well i don't want to be a dick but i also don't i can see there's three people in that car behind me and they all look like they got ice macchiato frappuccinos with a you know latte frappa blah 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 blah. i'm like i'm 20 bucks in (laughs) when i'm when i'm just eyeballing the people behind me here yeah and I don't want to do that. No. And like we we were on we were on vacation. Um, it was a few years ago now, but we were at this bar. It was over March Madness. Um, yeah. We went to Milwaukee. It was the first round of March Madness. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, and it was great. It was. Um, yeah. Got to go to some games and everything like that. It was. Fab- oh, you went some games. Yeah. Like fab- at Marquette or. Uh no, is that the uh what the the where the Bucks play? The Powerball Center. I. It might be that by now, but. Yeah. Anyway, so we—that's not the point. We went to this little sports bar though the night before everything got kicked off, and yeah. like, we were sitting, we were sitting there drinking, and we were gonna get some food at this place, and we were just sitting at the bar, and um, we had just put some food in, like literally just put yeah. some food in, and then this guy like right next to us, he was having this own like conversation with the bartender, another bartender, okay, and it was like in depth. They were like going through like kind of figuring out like the guy had his 
pad of paper out. And, like the bartender's like trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Okay. And after we put our food in, the guy was like, the bartender was like, hey, everyone, uh, just so you know, uh, this guy here, he's buying everyone's, he's paying for everyone's tab. Uh, so, you know, if you want one more round, get it oh. in. Get it in and everything. And so, and it was like everyone's tab up until that point. Whoa. So, like, I don't know if this dude was like going to go kill himself later on or whatever, but like he, and I, I think that's what the bartender was like trying to, to like show yeah. him. I'm like, this is, this is thousands of dollars here. That this, sure. This is like, I know you have, because like, the dude wasn't sober at all. Oh. Um, and he just, he was, he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I remember the bartender that was talking to him kind of pointed to us a little bit. And that's part of the reason why I was like <laughs> caught up. Cause I think he was saying like, they just ordered food. Are you, you, you want to include that as well? And he was like, yeah. Like, oh, so geez. it just became a situation where he's like, well, I can't rep, I, I can say thank you. Yeah. Like I can't repay you. I mean, right. I mean, outside of paying you the money I was going to pay to the bar, yeah. pay you, but I don't think that's the gesture you were looking for, but it was just a, a weird situation where I'm like, now I'm, I can say thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. But this dude was so in the bag. I'm, he might have just gone and killed himself or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, Before I go and I just off myself, I'm going to buy, I, I want everybody, I'm going to say, put a, put a round on me. I want to pay for everyone's bill. I'm pay for everybody's bill. That's what he did. He fucking and paid for I'm everyone's bill. And then I'm going to go fucking just slowly unload this gun inside my <laughs> chest. Fucking weird. That's weird. It's weird. Yeah, that's weird. And he was sitting right next to us, so it was just like a, well, I mean, thank you. Thanks. Appreciate it. And he was, again, I would hope Christopher Nolan would be better sitting next to you <laughs> as far as conversation yeah. goes, because he didn't want to talk. I don't want to talk to you. I'm just, I'm going through some stuff. <laughs> I'm right going through now. some stuff. I just wanted to do this. This is a tax write-off for me. It's a write-off, and then also, <laughs> I'm not going to have to pay it, because... I'm, gonna, I'm checking out tonight, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna write myself off after I get home. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I no. Nope. That no. was the vibe I got. Yeah, that's weird. I hope I he's think. alive, but Well, I hope that guy didn't kill himself. After he bought me this wonderful hamburger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I hope that'd be enough for uh, for uh, him to continue living. <laughs> I would love if he said, No, I'm not gonna buy their food. I'm uh, still not, gonna... not these guys. No. I'll uh, buy their drinks, not their not their uh, hamburgers. They're not gonna get a hamburger on uh-uh. me. Uh uh-uh. uh. No. I can control one thing in my life right now. And <laughs> 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 it's whether they get hamburgers for free or not. Yeah, and that's that's it. And this is not gonna happen. No. It ain't gonna happen. I'm gonna go tonight. eat a bullet. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone buy your buy your meal, uh, like a stranger buying your food or buying anything like that? Um, no, not that I can think of. Hmm. I, I must have a kind soul. Yeah, we went to we went to a Cubs game through church. Okay, they're like, hey, everything comes back to church, church with you, right? <laughs> we were at church and. Uh, Deacon came up and he's like, hey, uh, a lovely woman who usually goes on these trips mm-hmm. is getting too old and frail and she wanted to give her tickets to somebody who needed them or wanted them. Okay. And I thought of you guys. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you got free Cubs tickets. Free Cubs tickets. Where were you sitting? In huh? The, uh, were they good seats? It was uh, third baseline uh not like the closest to i mean b- before the posts before the awning mm-hmm. of yeah. at Wrigley okay. yeah so you know i don't know like those are good seats 20 seat 20 seats back mm-hmm. i mean 20 rows back something like that probably foul ball danger zone 
Uh, no, because it's uh, it's still too far up. It was too far up the baseline. Oh, I mean, it was right. It was pretty much right behind the dugout. You know. Oh no shit. I mean, yeah, I mean not right behind, but like twenty rows up. Gotcha. So I mean, it's. I thought you said you were like third base line down, but yeah, yeah, no. So it was nice, and also like came with like sixty bucks. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, you went with sixty. No, bucks. no, no. Like, oh, because and no, yeah, we all also included. got sixty bucks given to us as That's well. Awesome. Because like we got there. Is that your favorite baseball game you ever went to? Um, it was a good game. Yeah, I'm trying. To, uh, I went to a Cubs game before with some dudes from college too. We'll go into the experience. A- anyhow, so, anyhow, so like we show up and we had no money at this point. We were, you know, yeah, pretty. We're young and poor, and I don't remember. How how long ago was this? Mm, you know, yeah, I was you know maybe thirty. Not no, I wasn't even thirty yet, hmm. and just had no money. Mm-hmm. And so we get to the game, and he's like, "Hey, uh, here's an envelope of sixty bucks because um, they wanted you to enjoy the game too. That's awesome. And go get you know, a hamburger or whatever." And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay." And then it's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get an old style," and then I'm gonna get a second one. And then I was like, and then I went to go get a third one. I'm like. Or I could just pocket this money because I could use this to buy gas for on Monday. But uh, yeah, it was nice. It was a lovely little game. Yeah. I, I liked it. That's uh, cool. Um, I couldn't tell you what the fuck happened, but you know. Well, you're not a baseball fan, right? Which is why I wanted to know if you had a good time at a baseball game. I, so that's I've been to three major league baseball games. Was that the last one you were at? Uh, no, the last one was I went to a Brewers game. Okay. I went to a Brewers game uh, with like a guy who does um, uh, stuff at college, up at the college. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the uh, one of our uh, vendors. Okay. He's like, "Hey, we got season tickets. You guys, uh, you and uh, your boss, want to go up and you know, I'll take you out to you know Miller Park." Oh yeah, sure. It's the best park in baseball. It was good. Um, it was good. I mean, it really is. I'm. I'm I think it's amenity wise. It was a nice. Uh, it was nice. I really liked it. That was mm-hmm. a good game. I uh, it reminds me when we're going through the story and the stories of getting tickets, and I I only think of it because of someone giving you a baseball ticket. Yeah, it seems similar to to this story that I have here. So somebody gave you something that you would not appreciate whatsoever. E- exactly, someone gave someone was offering me something where I was, I it caught me so off guard that I was, I didn't know how to politely get out of it. Yeah. While, without just accepting it. So. Was it tickets to ICP? It wasn't tickets in to Insane Clown, Clown Posse. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, so I was, uh, I was getting a drink at a bar, and I was just, I was waiting for my wife to get home with an appointment. So I was mm-hmm. just hanging out, waiting to pick her up, and so I was there by myself. And this couple came in. They sat like really close to me, ooh, like and to the point where you know there's enough free spots at the bar. Like, yeah, they made it in whatever. You know, I'm just sitting there by myself, quietly on my phone. Social distancing. Guys. Well, I didn't care about that, but anyway. So at some point it comes up, they, they just look over to me like, hey, do you got any plans tonight? And I'm like, uh, yeah, 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 I got plans tonight. Like my wife and I are going to go get yeah. some drinks and, uh, you know, get some food. And I'm like, So it just hit me weird, just yeah. the, the line of questioning. And <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, we got, yeah, we have, we're from out of town. And Rodney like, Carrington. Yeah, we have we have tickets to Rodney Carrington. And like, we, we're, <laughs> we're just going to head home. It's too late. Like we've been, I'm like. I'm like, oh, yeah, I had no idea he was performing here. And they're like, well, we're just going to give our tickets to somebody. If you if, if you want them, you know, just, you know, do you want yeah. them, basically? And I was like, uh, um, well, uh, I mean, 
I don't know what my wife wants to do. Like, I just immediately yeah. threw it on her. I'm like, I, I don't yeah. know what she wants. To, I don't know. Like, I know we have these plans, but yeah, I don't know. And like, I, it just basically came down to like, I, I'd feel bad to take them for free yeah. if she didn't want to do it. And right. I'm like, why don't you just go try to sell them? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, then I started thinking, I was like, how much would I pay to go see Rodney, Rodney Carrington? Carrington? And the answer is not zero. yet. Like, I wouldn't even pay zero. <laughs> I wouldn't even pay, like, because even then I was like, we really didn't have like staunch plans to do anything. It was just not seeing Rodney Carrington. Like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> like zero, zero dollars. You'd have to pay me, honestly. Yeah. You'd have to front me sixty bucks. Yeah, to get food and drink while I'm at Rodney Carrington Ugh. to go and see Rodney Carrington. No, no, not gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's, that's what that's what was determined like after the experience. I'm like. <laughs> Well, yeah, you literally would have to pay me because I just turned down free, <laughs> free tickets, tickets of just like, yeah, I'm not going to go. No, I'm not going to like this You don't want to go watch Rodney Carrington? No, I've seen enough Bob and Tom comedians in my life where- Oh, is that the problem? Yeah, well, how many Bob and Tom comedians have you seen? One. One. <laughs> is that enough? I mean, it was fine. I liked him. I think, it's, uh, what's his name? Oh, I, I don't consider Greg Hahn to be- it's Greg Hahn? No. Well, he spends a lot of time. No. Bob and Tom, no, Greg no, no. Hahn. No, no. No, Greg Hahn. Because he was great. Greg Hahn is- Like, a, he spoke to me. He's a legitimate comedian. Like, Greg Hahn is a legitimate comedian. I'm talking like the Donnie Bakers and the Rodney uh, Carringtons of the world, where they have like a catchphrase. What's Rodney Carrington? Does Rodney Carrington have a catchphrase? I'm sure he does. I'm sure. Let's, what, what is Rodney Carrington's catchphrase? I, I want to say, is he the one from Beer Run? You're going you're gonna to throw all these- B-W-E-W-R-U-N, Beer Run? Come on. Well, that's Todd Schneider that wrote that song, but yeah, okay. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, maybe you're, you're not gonna. I had no idea he was in town last night. I just saw, so. like, I just saw it on the on the jumbotron as I was driving past it. But what I'm saying is that I don't know anything about this man other than he wears a cowboy hat. Lovely jubbly. Lovely jubbly. Only fools and horses. Ugh. What? Oh, yeah. This is. List of catchphrases. Oh no, those are just list of catch of generic catchphrases. I've got a lot of those. <laughs> uh, let's think here. These are quotes. Let's just. These are Rod. Only fools and horses. That's a special that he had. Uh-huh. No. Uh, I no. Nope, I'm not reading is... that. No. It's good. Always good kind of good podcasting. Yeah. Read <laughs> things quietly. I'm not gonna read that. At all. No, we're not. We did, nothing Lovely came up. Jubbly. I don't think. I don't even think head, that's it. Does he have a catchphrase? He, I'm sure he does. Happy. I'm sure he does. He's that like, kind of comedian. Do you like that? He's Those kind SNL of skits. The Bill Ingvall kind of here's your sign kind of guy. Oh, uh, and that's not a slam on Bill Ingvall, but it's just yeah, that's the kind I of mean, material that he has. Listen, when you saw how much money that Jeff Foxworthy made. Well, again, like the, the you might be a redneck jokes are really funny. I mean, that's yeah. that's like basically creating a yo mama joke. Sure, yeah. and he did that all by himself. I can't. I'm not gonna. Yeah, don't and hate he, the player, hate the game. But yeah, I remember finding but Jeff Foxworthy humorous. But what is Donnie Baker's? It's something with a boat. Uh, he's always trying to sell his boat. Something like that. Like that's that's not as good as I think. That's, I mean, that's know. a that's just you know you like, want to buy a boat. That's what it is. You want to buy a boat? Because yeah. he's got a boat to sell. Mm-hmm. It, it's reminiscent of uh, Click Cat in Spanish, mm-hmm. yeah. the mayor of disheveled Arkansas. Mm-hmm. You know, 
That's not that far off. It's not, but is it as good as you might be a redneck? Oh, no. No. So not all catchphrases no. are <laughs> made the same. Catchphrase. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. If I you don't. had a catchphrase as a stand-up comedian, what would it be? Uh, uh, what, like... Uh, Salt and pepper. <laughs> I'd like... It'd be me, like, pulling on the collar of my shirt and mm-hmm. being like, uh, I don't know, like, not enough bubbly in that one. <laughs> yeah, sure. Something like that. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. and it'd be just Biscuits about- and gravy? <laughs> don't mind if I go ahead and have some of that corned beef hash. <laughs> that comedian, like, that SNL skit. I don't know which one you're talking about. So there's a, an SNL skit called Comedians of Catchphrase. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you know, person after person, you know, going up and like, and one's one's a slappy pappy, slappy mm-hmm. pappy say what? Yeah, okay. And uh, oh, that's a funky boy. <laughs> just just garbage like just that. Just garbage. Well, because again, people like made a career off of just having a fucking catchphrase that they would do. Don't you know who I am? Your fur coat, Rhonda. Yeah, yeah, shit like that, like. Yeah, it's funny because it people made millions and millions of dollars, millions of dollars off of just a little catchphrase. I don't. Yeah, no, that's not of audience. That's like the karaoke version of stand up stand up comedy. The, the what version? The karaoke version of stand up oh, comedy. Oh, is that it? Which is audience participation. Uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah, I know. I'm hitting a sore spot with bringing it's a karaoke. Not, listen, I love karaoke. I know. It's it's kind of like when you say like, well, I'm not going to shit on Jeff Foxworthy, but it's kind of the karaoke version of comedy and i'll give jeff fox with a little more credit and say that there's a little more nuance to his catchphrases or his joke because it was a it was a whole joke I that mean, he would have to create not just like getting done telling a story and then just tying it with right bow. and just no yeah it was you know it was a laundry list mm-hmm. i mean that's what his i mean he'd just go off and uh tell like is he to blame for why people just list shit in country songs probably not I'm probably not. No, I'm going to go and say no. I don't think Jeff. I think he. I think it's time for America's most fun game. (laughs) Celebrity net worth. (laughs) Celebrity net worth of Jeff Foxworthy. Jeff Foxworthy. Celebrity net worth. I'm going to go and say. How much has this man made off of? You might be a redneck. I'm going to go ahead and say that Jeff Foxworthy's total net worth right now. I'm going to. Price is right rules. Price is right rules. I'm gonna say without I'm gonna say thirty million. Thirty million? Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot to the moon here. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that man is worth hundred and twenty million dollars. Oh, not happening. Okay. Uh, Updating twenty twenty one. A hundred million dollars. Hundred million dollars. Woo. I went over, so I lose, but I was definitely fucking close. You're much more closer. Yeah, you don't understand how big those blue collar comedy tours were. Right. And well, he was always riding big big gun on that I, one. I mean he was. I mean, I'm just like I'm thinking more of like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? He's got that and, fuck you game uh, show money. And uh he was yeah, I wanna say he had a couple of he had a couple He hosted a weekly radio show. The Fox or the Countdown from 1989 to 2009. Uh, yeah, I remember. That sounds familiar. Like, that so was if he his, got those old radio deals too, that's a lot of money. That, that was kind of like, uh, what was it? Uh, I mean, Casey Kasem. And, well, and you don't take into account, he signed those old 
uh, CD deals, though. Those old royalty oh, deals for yeah. album sales and shit. I bet those. Do you think they're much different for comedy what? albums compared to? Uh, I know music they were. Albums? I know they were shit. But if once you reach. Once you reach an upper echelon of a Jeff Foxworthy yeah. style, the early ones, like when you're up and coming, it's yeah. just like anybody else. Yeah, you're going to get a shit deal. But uh, he also had a TV show. He had a couple TV shows. Yeah. So, 100 yeah. million. 100 million. Boom. The more you know. Man's 62 years old. <laughs> Wealthygorilla.com. Wealthygorilla.com has. Can, can weird we go to celebritynetworth.com, right? Is it a thing? I thought, wasn't that a thing? It's a celebrity net worth at gmail.com is ours. Yeah. Isn't this what we... Did we not get this? Uh, I thought there was a celebrity net worth. Oh, did I not spell... I might not have spelled... Uh, right, there, right, there, right there. Yeah, okay. Right there. Celebritynetworth.com. The it's hard to see. There you go. Okay. They Let's... don't have it at gmail.com, though. <laughs> no, they don't. Uh, so if they want to buy that from us, they can. Let, go ahead and search uh, old, uh, old what? You keep Jeff coughing. Foxworthy. Just a cross reference. Oh, you want a cross reference? Uh, yeah. I mean, this has been our trusted source in the past. Okay. I'm just letting you know. I, I organically was trying to gear this conversation into this situation because <laughs> I just wanted to go with Celebrity Girl to re- reaffirm my 100 million. 100 million. Jeff Foxworthy is 5'10", just FYI. Middle name's Marshall. So, hmm. who knew? Uh, here's a good question: Daniel Tosh's net worth. This comes up. Ooh, Daniel Tosh's. It's hmm. a good one. That's a tough one. I'm trying to gauge what I know about Jeff Foxworthy and what I know about the recording industry. I'm gonna say forty million. Okay. Forty million. Forty million. Hmm. This is gonna be much closer. I think we're gonna be. Yeah. Not we're not gonna be as far off. My gut is telling me seventy million. Okay. Um, I'll play. Bet? I'll I'll hedge my bet. And I'll go fifty million. Okay. Okay. Twenty million. Oh, jeez, oh, damn, we were off. We're away off. Damn it, twenty million. Twenty million. Still, hey, he's May twenty ninth, baby. Are you? Yeah. Man, I am forty five years old. Yeah, he's six three. Yeah, he's a tall dude. Six. That's Do a, you watch much Tosh Boy now? No. Oh, I love that show. I, I think it's it's a brilliant, brilliant model, and I love how he openly admits that he just ripped off Talk Soup <laughs> and America's Funniest Home Videos. Right? Oh, as long as he does that, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. Oh yeah, he's okay. He'll call out everyone else for uh, stealing his idea because I think mm-hmm. MTV has like a show called Ridiculousness, which is oh. just the same fucking show that he does. <laughs> He'll call them out and be like, <laughs> "Look, I know I'm ripping off. <laughs> I know Talk Soup and America's Funniest Home Videos have a valid complaint against this show, but." <laughs> Um, no. So we saw we saw him um a few years ago in New York, right? Uh, in Chicago, Chicago, in Chicago. Um, hands down, funniest comedian I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, really. Like it's it was surprising even for me because at that point, so we saw we saw Louis C.K. after that, and but I want to say it was within the same calendar year that we saw him. But it, the, the the from the time that he went on stage to the time that he left, it was just all like make you cry laughter it was fucking hilarious mm. he did like 14 abortion jokes to start off the show <laughs> he's like that's just going in hard he went in hard and he's like yeah i'd like to start off the show with a 14 15 abortion joke just to gauge the room you know <laughs> shit like that and 
<laughs> he was over there in Chicago and he brought his uh he has two little dogs that like little like again the whole thing like if you typed in Daniel Tosh is and then gay was like the first thing that came up for like <laughs> yeah. years and years and years. So it's like so he has these really little dogs leaned that look, into it. Yeah. Well he has these little dogs that like don't you know is he help gay? The, No, he's not. He's married oh. to uh one of the writers that um on Tosh point oh. But okay. um so he, but he brought out his little dogs in, in Packer gear in, in Chicago. Jeez. Like in the like right as football season was ramping up. And so all the all the everyone was like applauding him coming out with his dogs, but they were wearing the Packer gear, so they couldn't really boo him because you're not going to boo a dog. Me, oh, you can most, boo a dog. Most people wouldn't boo a dog. I, I would know boo. You would boo a I dog, would boo a dog. It was a fun little bit. Yeah. No, he was. He was. I mean, I've seen a number of comedians, and I would say he is the he was the funniest I've seen. Really? Yeah. It really? surprised me when I walked away from it. I was like, I know is that it's hard. An to Expectations believe. game or what? Well, maybe, maybe a little bit. I mean, because like Louis C.K. was funny, but again, there was like, there was expectations. He's also coming back from all the shit. I mean, there's a reason why he was playing Dubuque, Iowa. (laughs) Right. Um, And he was funny. I mean, yeah, definitely made me laugh. And I've seen other comedians that, I mean, there was this kid in uh, Daniel Simonson in New York when we were there. He made me like cry laugh. Like, and he was the first comedian that we saw. But again, you're doing like 10, 15 minute bits. You know, segments sure. and stuff. Yeah. Not you're not carrying an hour and a half, right. hour twenty right. Right. of it. Um, but we saw that kid, the Daniel Simonson kid, um, a few times, and actually, uh, the second time we saw him, they don't do this anymore, probably with COVID and shit. But this is this kid I saw the, the first the first comedian that we saw when we went to New York a couple years ago. Okay, was this kid, and he made me cry laugh like from the first like couple sentences that he said, and I, okay. I we were sitting very close and. I just could not stop laughing just with his deadpan. Oh, good deadpan. deadpan. A great deadpan. Ooh. And he was from Norway or okay. Finland or something like that. He had, he had just this great like one-liner of like, I know I sound like a robot whose batteries are dying. You know, shit like that with okay. how he talks. And it was just, I'm not going to even get any clo- anywhere close to doing it. If you okay. want to see what I'm talking about, go search Daniel Simonson. Okay. Um, so we went back to the same spot next night or night later or whatever. And uh, they seat you with people sometimes when you're sitting at a table, yeah, the sure. people that you don't know. Yeah. And so we we got sat with down with the people who have no idea who the fuck they are. We're sitting across from each other, much like you and I are right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy comes out again. I'm like, oh, this guy's really great. We just saw him the other night. And he, so he goes off and does starts doing his bit, and everyone's yeah. laughing and stuff like that. And then I just decide I'm going to take a sip of beer at this one point. I think it's a break yeah. from a joke, you know. It's just like, yeah, he's not going to say anything funny. And I take a drink of my beer. And he just says, I even forget what the fuck it was, but it just made me like spit take lap. Did, like, did a full on spit just, take like, on, on these strangers? People. Yes, on these people that I've never met before. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And like, it was just uncontrollable. Yeah. I could not, I, if I could have stopped myself, I would have. But um, yeah, so he made me spit take laugh. And again, that was doing 10 to 15 minute spots. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tall order. But uh, do, doing an hour 20 of like, Constant laughter. Daniel Tosh is up there. It's interesting. It's it's he's a good comedian. He's really Jeff good. Dunham doesn't do that for you. No, Jeff Dunham doesn't do that. Does he do that for you? You're not a big fan of stand-up comedy, though. Right, because I think it's I I know it's incredibly difficult. I I, I get that. Um, to the point where you won't go watch it. Yeah, because it's so bad. Well, I mean, so many times it's bad. It we you know we we got we got blessed a little bit with the the 
local little comedy place that opened up yeah. here. Yeah. Where we were getting regional talent. I wouldn't, you know, every, it can, you can get your cringeworthy times, but I was pleasantly surprised mm. when we have, you know, Dubuque, Iowa has the Comedy Bar, which is also in Chicago and Nashville and Dubuque, Iowa. Tell me which one of those don't, <laughs> like, doesn't belong. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get good regional yeah. People coming in from Chicago, people coming in for the weekend and yeah. shit like that, like that are working comedians and they have good bits and not nearly as cringeworthy as we've seen, you know, as you would imagine. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Um, obviously, you're not getting top level talent as you would in like New York or L.A. And right. But uh, but no, it's it's even in the infancy of doing stand up comedy, you can get really good get people that when they just pop when and maybe that's it's probably just personal preference. But sure. as far as I just I of all the stand up comedy I've seen live and on television, like I've not been I've not found things funny for the most part. And just but you like, trust you. Would you trust me as far as if I if, I mean, no, because you don't know what's funny. Well, I told you. I, that, I mean, when I tell jokes, but you just said earlier, you don't laugh. <laughs> that's because sometimes <laughs> that's, yes, your jokes laugh. aren't funny. Um, what do you mean? But uh, so you yeah. guys, you went to Greg Hahn with us. Yeah, we went to Greg Hahn. You had Han. no idea who that person no was. No idea. And I just told you, he's funny. Trust me. Yeah. Well, so do you, do you trust me? This is the question. Do I trust you? When it comes to, if I told when you When it comes like, to my hard-earned money and uh Did you pay, pay for Greg Hahn or do we get free tickets for that? No, I think I, we paid. You did? Okay. Yeah. Okay, because, so like, yes. I was hoping, I was hoping on hopes that we'd get free tickets. Free tickets? Okay. <laughs> As we went in eight beforehand. Okay. And ran into the manager of the casino, mm-hmm. and I'm like, mm, maybe we we'll give him free tickets. Just maybe just free tickets only. So again, yeah. So we'll we'll do that. That's a better question anyway. With your hard earned money, if yeah. I tell you this comedian yeah. is worth seeing, would you go see him? It depends. I mean, how much are we talking here? Uh, Twenty bucks, forty bucks max. Forty? Or is that for both of us, me and the wife? No, that's that's per ticket. Per ticket? Mm-hmm. That ain't happening. No, if I told him, like, you got to see him. You got to. I'm not going to take my wife. Well, maybe I would. I'd probably have to. You're lucky she doesn't listen to the podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. 40 bucks. That's a, I mean, that's. I mean, that'd be a. That's like a, insane clown posse money. <laughs> I would only bring you to a, a show of that caliber. Yes. Would you. Do you want to go watch ICP? No, I have no desire to go into the. Let's say he had free tickets to go see ICP. No. No, 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 this, no, for the same, for the same reasons. Like I, I don't need to be, I know what the world is. I don't need any exposure to it. I'm just, I, I would need, I would need drinking money. Would you want to go to the gathering of juggalos? Probably more so than going to see a single ICP show. You'd like to be just really entrenched in uh, see, all these juggalo culture. All these things that you're saying, I'd like to. <laughs> no, no, no. No, you don't. No. I would, ma- I would maybe prefer to go do that than to go see a show. Lovely little doc, like small twenty minute documentary about the gathering of juggalos. It's a very peaceful uh, <clears throat> experience, apparently. It was, it was like it was fascinating, and it really, I'm like, man. I mean, I listen to my fair share of ICP. I, I, I don't think I've ever listened to an entire ICP song. That was that was just like, I, like there was a, a group. I was very in a lot of different groups of mm-hmm. people that I hung out with. Yeah, and one of them were people who try li- to be black. No, <laughs> they listen to a little more. They li- listen to more Rage Against the Machine, Corn, mm-hmm. 
and also just threw an ICP in there. Well, ICP and, and oddly, we did that while while lifting weights. Well, they ICP oddly fell into like the new metal world for a little bit. I remember yeah. that tangentially because my my group of friends we we fought new metal very hard in as far as listening. Oh, yeah, I was one of the early, uh, I guess apologist for new metal because slipknot being from iowa yes that was hard that was in our backyard so like when we were listening to we, we were all heavy metal kids growing up and so when we were listening to metallica pantera megadeth uh slayer um yeah. getting even into like morbid angel cannibal corpse and uh you know deicide all these like really heavy heavy sure. heavy men bands and stuff guar and everything like that this new metal stuff seemed like bubblegum pussy shit and we're like, that's really? not that's not real metal. That's not real metal. There's fucking when I hear when I listen to when corn and when well, I listen to Limp Biscuit and was Limp probably Biscuit. that was the that was that's the, your problem. That was the big one where it's like, fuck Fred Durst, you know. And, yeah. and I remember like ICP was tangentially, you know, involved in that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but then when when Slipknot was. Again, I remember shitting on Slipknot. I shit on Slipknot. I shit on Corn. I was like, the fuck those guys. That's not oh, real really? metal and everything with that. And then, and then Mudvayne. Mudvayne was another one to shit on them. Absolutely. Um, it it was all from the purity of what metal is. That was that was Toad real. in the Wet Sprocket. <laughs> Toad in the Wet Sprocket did not come up until later on. <laughs> and then we have our real strong opinions. But <laughs> yeah. did, but when you yeah. had when you had a band, I mean, not spoiler. There's not a ton of bands that come from Iowa. And no. so when you have a band that's like globally successful and you're like, you're still shitting on them, but you're also like, well, cause it was, it was like camps. I don't know if you ever experienced that. Maybe it's just the music world or what do you mean? Like where there's like camps of like, in... like there's genres that like there was, so I was in a metal band in high school, but we did old school. Good. We did old school metal. No, no band in high school is good, <laughs> but we did old school metal. And yeah. everyone else was doing the the new metal stuff, so it was like part of it was like tuning your guitar down so that you, it's easier to play heavier chords. It's easier to play chords yeah. in general if things are tuned down, so it's not technically as precise. So you're not doing it as to the same level. All that stupid shit that you can kind of get lost in. But sure, yeah, uh, Rick remember, Beato. Yeah, Rick Beato's got some good points on on it. You still haven't watched his quantizing video, have you? No, I haven't. Uh, you, no, what it, I'm trying to remember what Rick we're gonna Beato do that afterwards. Movie but, but uh, everybody go watch Rick Beato. Everyone go watch Rick Beato. Watch the quantizing video first. Okay. So, uh, but I remember listening to Corn's self-titled album. Like once I started, like, all right, give this give this band a shot. You know, listen to it. I think I found it at Kmart for like five bucks. Classic. And, and it's good, and it's really good. And then you're like, well, this is different than Limp Biscuit, which is also different than yes, Slipknot. Yes, and so you basically you're not you're not lumping everything into its same right. I, I guess the Kid Rocks and Limp Biscuits of the world really tainted what the Slipknots and Corns of the world were doing. Sure, which is and the Rage Against Machines. I mean, I, honestly, I think, had you know the uh, Devil Without a Cause was. I bought Devil Without a Cause. Absolutely, I, I don't think. I mean, it's, it's fine. It's it's perception, you know, versus what. Like when you, Kid Rock as a celebrity is much less egregious than Fred Durst as a celebrity. Fred <laughs> Durst as a celebrity, Ooh. really, it, he Ooh. wanted you to not like him, and yeah, 
you really, if you had to pick a side, you're like, well, he seems like a douche. Yeah. So, no. I remember And watching... if that's the music that he's going to represent, then everything else sucks. It was like a like an MTV, him like following him around. Mm-hmm. And he was listening yeah. to Rolling, his song. His song, yeah. On the tour bus with girls around Rolling, and just yeah. like staring right in the camera, like jamming out to his yeah. own music he's so hard. And I'm like, well, that's... That's you about the dumbest thing I could ever think of. Right. It was just, hold on, I've got to listen to this at i got to listen to my song here. <laughs> like, oh, this is so good, guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, you're fucking with my flow. Hold right. on. Exactly. <laughs> Don't fuck with my flow. <laughs> this is, I mean, no. Yeah. So, no. again, mistakenly as a teenager, I lumped all those bands into the same category because that's what, you know, they were being Who branded Who told as. you to do that? The MTV magazines. I mean. Is that it? Yeah. What about Eminem? Where, how, where did he fit into this? Now, see, here's the thing. Go on. I uh, I never tried to get into rap as much as other kids I went to school with. I, yeah. I remember kids just trying, like, going, oh, like, being overtly like, I'm, I'm, I'm into rap. I'm into like, like just like saying sure. it one day. We yeah. were like, okay, cool. Like, right. I never, right. no one ever asked any. Yeah, sure, all. Bone Thugs and Harmony is great. Yeah, yeah I, I, I listened to Crossroads as much as the next guy on the box as it played, but you know, and I I, I like Tupac and everything I've heard of Eminem. Sure, yeah. I, I don't have a problem, but I and I love Outkast, but I it never went into like this. I need to listen to rap music, and I listen to all the rap music, and this is all the rap music I listen to, and basically like living the lifestyle. Never did yeah. that, which is what I feel like a lot of kids in my at least in my town did yeah we're like all of a sudden, really into they just came to school one day like i like rap and we're like okay cool like i who i like no rap one, okay yeah all right i like rap now it just timestamp this should we write this down write this it in is the your day. journals brian likes rap now i really like rap guys okay. Okay. all right just um, you can't say i don't like it you don't i you get it right right i like rap <laughs> And then that's what it is. It was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I listen to my fair share of rap just because, I mean, that was probably more of my brothers than anything else. Just mm-hmm. Well, brother. Um, you know, he was really into, I mean, he listened to everything, I swear. But, you know, I have very fond memories of driving with my other brother in our Bronco 2, listening to uh, Doggy Style at full volume mm-hmm. with his sub kickers just, rocking out mm-hmm. and just enjoying the hell out of it mm-hmm. but I don't i'm not i wouldn't say i'm into rap mm-hmm. you never made that definitive statement no i didn't right. i also said man well i feel i mean i there are people in our friend circle that were still like i really i like rap by the way you know just like yeah i like rap i'm like okay yeah i don't know why you need to make a statement that i mean there is some rap that i like there is some rap that i think is absolute garbage the same sure. way i do with any genre of music like there's every right. genre right and when i guess when you're looking at like lumping in genres of music like new metal was the precursor to what emo ended up becoming as far as like lumping bands together like God. to say that my chemical romance and death cap for cute are the same as death cap for cutie and good then that, charlotte the, well like that was the weird like alt punk world that like Right. Kind of existed, yeah, on both sides. Was it? it's a Venn diagram, right, with the circles <laughs> sure, where yeah. the circles yeah. overlap, you yeah. know, where you have new metal over here, and then you'll have uh, 
what emo became, and then in the middle, there's this post-punk era. Well, there's where, Good Charlotte. Yeah, you know, where there's Good Charlotte and some 41 and uh, All-American Rejects, and uh, like, there's a ton. And, yeah. And look, there's some good music. I mean, I own some Good Charlotte albums, and the Lifestyles of the Rich and the Famous is still a banger. Oh, that's that's their song. Mm-hmm. It's it's heavy. It's a really heavy, heavily produced hey, pop song. But uh, lifestyles. Yeah, it's yeah. a time and a place. Like American Pie movies were being made. I think that's all you need to say. American Pie movies were being made. That's all you need to say about Good Charlotte. And, and <laughs> At the level. end of the day. At the end of the day. Yeah. This could be a this podcast. Could be a podcast. Okay. Hey, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Nathan's going to open one more beer as uh, he just says thank you to everyone, too. You're welcome. Appreciate it. That's just on my computer. It's fine. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Be sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on all the major podcasting platforms. Check us out on Twitter at TCBA underscore podcast. Yeah. And then, uh, we're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Hey, listen, if you want to like have uh, your smart devices say, hey, Play, this could be the podcast. podcast. Go ahead and do that. We're yeah. a lot of fun. You can listen to us mm-hmm. in the kitchen while you're julienting some carrots. You're going to be happy. Yeah. It's going to make a world of difference. I uh, don't endorse Alexa or Siri, but in in that reason, the only way I would ever do that is to support the podcast. Yeah. I mean, support. The, I mean, please. Here's the deal, guys. If we can get the algorithm to work for us instead of, you know, the man, I think uh, the world would be a better place for it. So thank you.